<laughs> Define ready. Yeah, okay, that's good. Are we ever less ready than we normally are? I mean, we just pretty it's much... As, it's as good as it's going to get. <laughs> we are the Hello, home of everyone. professional <laughs> podcasting. Hello, everyone. It's as good as it's going to get. How are you, Rich? I'm good. Why would anybody listen to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, we have fun, right? Isn't that... I was going to say, I mean, isn't that all that matters? Personal no, therapy or something? I don't know. I have a lot of personal therapies. Everyone always <laughs> asks me because I post like food pictures on Instagram. They're like... Why do you do that? And I said, because it's cheaper than going to therapy. Right. And like then, cooking and eating. And you don't have to bring any to your pastor or anything like that. Cause, you wanted like cause a day old cheeseburger who, who or what? would want to, you know, eat food, you know. But. Some food doesn't uh, hold up all that well over, over 24 <laughs> hours, but you know. Um, yeah, because we live so far apart. <laughs> There's all that. Anyway, um, can I tell you I'm something? just here to whine about not getting enough food. As it's I'm, something to whine about As now. I'm morbidly obese already, so... <laughs> By, by, by medical definition. Sure. Um, can I tell you something about me? Please do. I love fall. That is not if, news. If you know Anybody me for, who's been listening right. to this podcast for 10 minutes knows. Less than that. So um, some, we had a, a, a special guest in church on Sunday this past week. And um, she came up to the podium. It's not called a podium. It's called whatever you decide. Okay, I decided you podium. You are the producer. That's not the church and, you know. name for it. Why can't I think of the name for it? Pulpit? Pulpit. Lectern? I was going to say lectern, but that seemed even less... Place to stand? Okay. She came up to the place where you stand, (laughs) (laughs) and she was wearing a flannel shirt, and I was like, yes, this is good people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you go, girl. Um, So anyway, (laughs) that's my first impression of you, Carly. I was told that we had a little cold Um, on Sunday morning. It was a little cold? That's what I was told. Emma always says it's cold, so... I was schwitzing, so, you know... Well, that's because you're morbidly (laughs) (laughs) obese. Oh, it was so humid. Hi. Um, so anyway, I like Carly. She, Carly Harrington, is our guest today on the podcast, um, and she is going. What's up, to- Flannel Carly? Hello. <laughs> uh, you might need to turn your uh, volume up if you're listening at home. We've got Carly. Uh, she's out of out of town right now, so we're gonna try to work. We've got her on speakerphone here, so we're gonna try to work that as best as we can. Uh, but Carly Harrington is from our area. Uh, but now she works uh, for a. Uh, it's not. Is it a nonprofit organization or is it? A, it is it a ministry ministry association, Carly? It is. It's a nonprofit. Okay. It's a nonprofit ministry. Oh, yeah. nice yes, it's nonprofit ministry. Um, it is called. It is called. Well, I'll let you talk about it, Carly, because you know you're here to 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 give your. That's why we right? bring in right. our super cool guests. Right. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. without further ado, uh, this is Carly Harrington. She's going to tell you a little bit about uh, the ministry she works for. Yeah. Take it um, away. So the first thing I'd like to say is right now in Myrtle Beach, um, the average temperature is 100 degrees with 100% humidity. No, so thank as you. soon as I stepped off that plane in Chicago, I put a sweatshirt on. I feel, I feel that. Like I feel that. 75 out. Right. <laughs> Which is what God intends. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, Why would yes. anybody live there? That's crazy. <laughs> and I'm adapting. I'm adapting for sure. But it's very hot. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. When you can, like, bite the air, I'm not like, <laughs> into that. But, uh, but no yeah. Vinyl. Um, so I moved to Myrtle Beach about four months ago now. Um, but I worked for a nonprofit down there called Ground Zero. Um, we're right downtown, right by the boardwalk. Um and our mission is to be a place where teens can go below and grow, or go below, oh my gosh, I can talk, 
go belong and grow okay um and so we do that through different events and through relationships um so we have different weekly events we have monthly events one-time events um but our weekly events is where we build the relationship with the teens in the communities around the area um and one thing that is really interesting that I did not know when I moved down to Myrtle Beach, uh, it's a loophole in the Myrtle Beach laws where communities down um, in city limits can opt out of all emergency services. So they can opt out of police, um, like ambulance, fire department. Um, if they opt out of that, if you call 911, no emergency services will come to your aid. And so they're called donut holes. Um, and so most of the kids that come to Ground Zero on our weekly events walk from these donut hole communities that are um, around. Wow. And so that's like the, the demographic that we're aiming to serve is those who just need a place to come and feel safe, mm. um, feel cared for. We provide meals when we have our events. So like mm-hmm. on our Wednesday night events, that's our biggest event of the week. Um, we open our doors and students in middle and high school come in and they get a meal um the past few weeks it's been pizza we have you know chicken tenders just some basic concession food and then we have a coffee shop that we open up um where we have they get a free coffee drink and most of the time they get you know like a what you would get as a frappuccino at like, Starbucks. A, like a dessert pretty much <laughs> yeah exactly just straight sugar right um and we get to hang out with them um, our goal for those nights are 80% relational, 20% ministry. So we're just there trying to love on these students and get to know them and um, get involved in their lives. Um, and so we play games with them. We have nine square, which is so much fun. Um, but we play that for a while. Before? We have different no, video games and board games. There's ping pong tables. There's really any game you can imagine. And we just, because it's such a good way to talk to students without it being just awkward because you're there sitting and doing something with them so um we get to have fun with them for a little bit and then there's a 10 to 15 minute message um we do a stage game which i always get to lead which is so much fun um but it's just like super weird games i think last week our game was olympics and it was the people on stage had to decide if the if the olympic sport that was pictured was real or false so like there were some normal ones like croquet or diving but then there was like wife carrying (laughs) which was it was a fake olympic sport and then there was pigeon shooting but it's a real sport sport. (laughs) (laughs) but just like you know weird and crazy games that you know are just fun make everyone laugh it's so fun i was Um, surprised to find out that wife carrying is an actual thing that that's a an actual sport that, yeah. that surprised me. <laughs> oh, but, you're being serious? Yeah, oh. no, I read a whole article about competition that they're at, uh, was it in Scotland? Someplace in Britain. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's our biggest audience. <laughs> yeah, let's go UK. We've got, like, for some reason, a huge, like, not, I won't say huge, but, like, <laughs> percentage wise. A big chunk right. of our demographic <laughs> listeners is actually from the UK. So I don't know. Oh, wow. So they're all that's like, cool. I wife getting. <laughs> which. which must be where our negative reviews come right, from. Right, all our so. negative reviews come from the UK. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you. Go People ahead. actually listen, right? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's so interesting. That's so cool. Um, I don't even remember. Oh, I don't know if it was interesting or cool, but it was nice for you to say that. So. You were going you were going through your schedule of what usually what usually consists at these uh, Wednesday night events. Yes, yes. Um, so we have a video message. Um, 
And then my boss, Scott, who founded the ministry, he goes up and just kind of wraps up the night. And then while we wait for people's rides to come pick them up, we just kind of, you know, play more nine square. And then by the end of the night, those who are walking home, go ahead and walk home. Um, and then from there, if they want to get more involved um, in their relationship with God, then on Monday nights we have, um, it's called I Grow, which is our small group night. And so students can get connected there. We do a Bible study um, and just get to know them on a more personal level there. Cool. Um, what's the age group? What's the age range for, for this, Carly? Six to 12th graders. Okay. So like 11 to 18 okay. year olds. Wow. And do they, do they get split up at all, like in different areas, or is it all just one big group when they, when they come together? Right now, it's one big group. Okay. Um, when, we, when we start small groups back up in the fall, right now for the summer, we don't have them going just because, you know, people have, every, have so many things going on in the summer. Right. Um, so we don't have Monday nights right now, but once <laughs> we start back up in the fall, our goal is to um, separate our small groups into even smaller groups um to just have more intentional time and you know split up the guys and the girls because this past school year it was kind of just one big group because there was about 16 um 15 or 16 students that would come every week and so we just did one big group but our goal is to build that Monday nights to where we can have a few different smaller groups and split up the guys and the girls so that we can talk about um more stuff that's relevant to us rather sure. than everyone. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You have any questions? Well, <clears throat> excuse me, on a personal level, what has been beneficial for you as far as um, being a part of Ground Zero, being in this particular community, and so on? Um, so, but when you say beneficial, do you mean like how have I grown? I think that would be a much better way of, of asking than what I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. really, the whole package. How 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 is God working in you? How have you grown? How or how are you growing? Um, what is it that you you know aside from um, from just the work of it? What is it that that you're enjoying about it? Uh, and how how are you seeing God shape you through this? Yeah. Um. <laughs> So I love getting to know these kids. Um, I I had never pictured myself working. So my degree is in events and sports management. And so when I graduated, I wanted to work. When I went to school, I wanted to work for, like, a major league baseball team and do, um, you know, marketing for them, which that eventually translated into, okay, I want to work for a nonprofit. That makes a difference, but plan events for them. Um, but I had never pictured myself wanting to work one-on-one with students. Um, and I absolutely love it. Um, I think just pieces of my story that I've gone through help me relate to these students a lot, but also some of these students just go through so much, um, that I can't even, um, it's just, it's just one of those things where these students go through so many intense things at such a young age, um, and I am, I wouldn't say I'm thing, I'm there to be there for them, but it's just one of those things where God has placed me there so I can be just a rock for them when they go through hard things. Um, and it's grown me a lot because I know you said not necessarily the work part of it, but it's hard for me to separate myself from 
the work that I'm doing. So all throughout college, people say, you know, oh, once you are out of school, you have so much free time because you clock out and you're done. Um, but that is not that is not my reality at all. Um, I get off the clock and I have students nobody's texting reality. me, just, you know, seeing what I'm doing. I have a right. student that texts me every morning, what's up? Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's I'm working. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, there's a lot of real situations that these students go through where, um, I leave just continuing to dwell on it and continuing to pray on it and just being like, God, like, what's happening, you know? Um, and so I've definitely been growing in learning how to rest, first of all, um, you know, taking a Sabbath, taking that time to be like, okay, this is the day that I get to just spend yeah, I can think about, you know, the things going on at work, but that's not what today is about. Today is about, you know, resting with the Lord, um, taking the time off that I definitely need, um, and just enjoying my time while I'm in Myrtle Beach, you know, next to the freaking ocean. <laughs> it's so nice. <laughs> well, I'm just, uh, well, go ahead. Oh, no, you can, what, what were you going to Well, um, you know, when you, when you talk about growing, um, I feel like, you know, you coming from this area and, you know, you said on, on Sunday that you graduated from the local high school here and, and it's a very small community, very small rural. Small town, rural right. Midwest. Oh, yes. Right. And so. Um, Near the mini ocean. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I won't pretend to know anything about Myrtle Beach, but from what you were saying, you know, this little section that you're in, I mean, when you first got there, it was probably a little bit of shell shock. Um, oh yeah. Just just experiencing yeah. that, knowing where you're coming from. So, it's well, and even your college experience at Central Michigan was not exactly super urban, or anything. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like it's probably it was probably impossible for you to not. And I feel like you know when you when you have a baby, they say throw them in the deep end of the pool to get them to, <laughs> to swim. Not immediately. Not immediately. <laughs> now, don't give birth and then throw your baby in the pool. Um, <laughs> but Although, the, but it's kind of that same that same feeling. You kind of just had to dive in head first with a completely new experience. So I feel like it was probably impossible for you not to grow and, and kind of be forced to grow. Um, and and just seeing how your background and upbringing upbringing in contrast to what these kids are, are going through, um, you know, I think just for I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure that you were right away were like, wow, I I got to do something to to bring what I can and what I've what I've gone through in my life to to help these kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I find that really it's... interesting. <laughs> oh, sorry. <clears throat> I need to drink some water real quick. Don't worry, Rich hacks on the podcast. It's, it's part of the gig, right? So we we actually should make that a requirement for our guests. You have to cough. You have to be be a part of Stacy's supercuts. So yeah, I've, I, I've been saying for three years that I'm going to create a supercut of all the times Rich has coughed on the on the camera. So <laughs> now you're a part of it. <laughs> There's no shortage of material here. True. Anyway, sorry. Proceed. Uh. <laughs> Well, in, in, yeah. in addition oh, yeah. to that culture shock, it's it, it's probably, you know, quite a shift for you um, as far as your preparation because clearly going to a state university for event uh, event planning and stuff, that's going to prepare you for an aspect of the job and maybe the, the, the actual work work of the work, but <laughs> the, the ministry focus clearly you're not getting that at a state school so you know was that do you think you know god prepared you for that through your church experience uh through 
you know, small group training, personal discipleship. How do you think God got you ready for what he's using you for right now? Yeah, so when I was in college, I led a small group for four years. And that was part um, of his house, is that right? Yep. Yeah, Just a little shout out to his house. <laughs> Woo! Um, <laughs> so I led a small group there. Um, different people every, you know, school year. Um, but that kind of helped me prepare relationally, you know, um, when people come forward and you get to have those deep conversations and, you know, praying and, um, that helped me partially. Um, but then also my last two years I was, um, at his house, I was part of the women's ministry staff. Um, not, not staff. We weren't paid. We were like, kind of like a board, almost like women's ministry board. Um, and I got to take part in that. And um, I think both of those experiences combined um, helped me learn bits and pieces that definitely have come in handy um, working in ministry now. Um, just, you know, the organization of things and how to handle some situations, um, how to, um, when there's disagreement, how to be kind of in the middle and help facilitate those Um how to just love on others um, and be there for them when they need it. How to just um, be willing to answer the phone even when you don't want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you see a phone call coming, you're like, ah, it's 1130 at night. I do not want to pick this up, but I know mm-hmm. that there's a reason they're calling me right now. So that needs to be answered. Um, so I think all the experience collectively have definitely helped me. Like you said, though, I was so shell-shocked um, as soon as I got down there. It was, it's such a different world. Um, but it definitely pushed me more towards where I needed to be. Because um, I think if I didn't have those experiences in college, I would be way over my head right now. Right. Um, in a good way, in a good way. <laughs> but <laughs> they definitely helped a lot. Yeah. You know, you mentioned earlier kind of the the division of labor, so to speak, as far as the focus of the different events that you guys do, where it's uh, 80% uh, 80% relational and and 20% ministry and vice versa and the other events. And and yet, as you're talking about this, it sounds like it's really difficult to divide, to separate the relational part and the ministry part because pretty much everything you're talking about whether whether ministry or conscious relationship building it's all relational it's all it's all dealing with that individual on an individual level and even as you're putting together these large events um it it's still about a person-to-person connection uh, of of heart reaching heart yeah yeah um and that really fits well with what we're what 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 our ministry is about, you know, at, at real life, our purpose is to reflect the reality of Christ through relationships. So we believe that that promoting truth is central to that, to be able to reflect the fullness of God's character as displayed in, in Jesus. Uh, but we can only effectively really do that through relationships, whatever those relationships happen to be that God brings about for us. So we, we really want to be able to, to look at that relational context and bring out reality with that. And so with this podcast, with Something Real, 
And, you know, what we're seeking to do here is to connect the reality of God to the realities of life as we experience it. So uh, what you guys are doing there at Ground Zero seems to be a real sort of a, a hand-in-glove sort of fit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we have a lot of... So right now we average uh, about like 60 to 70 students um, on our Wednesday nights. Um, and I'd say probably about half, well, no, maybe a little, I'd say about 40 of them. Um, we do have those good ongoing relationships with where we're working on building those and getting to know them more. Um, but then the other like 20-ish that come a week, 20 to 30 that come a week, um, maybe only come once a month, maybe once every few months, um, or they're very standoffish toward, well, I wouldn't say standoffish, but you go, Hey, how's it going? And they're like, good. And then they go and hang with their friends, Hmm. um, because they're not ready to have those, you know, deeper conversations yet, which is, you know, totally fine. Like they're still in our building and we love that they're here. Um, and so we have those ongoing relationships, but especially like on the Wednesday nights where we have those students, um, we're focused on reaching those ones, you know, like the, the 40 that we are close with, like, it's great because they're, they're always reaching out to us and talking to us. And, um, we love having those relationships and that's, I mean, really relationships is how you, I, I mean, personally, if I didn't have the community I did in college, I would not have the relationship I have with the Lord mm-hmm. uh, because they're, my friends surrounded me and pushed me and helps me learn, you know, things that needed to be learned, challenged me, you know, reading the Bible and getting into the word and really studying, um, which helped me grow and helped, you know, plant the foundation for the relationship that I have with the Lord now. Mm. Um, And so I think that's definitely something that's going on there where, you know, Monday nights um, when we are able to get into the word together and have, some we we there's usually some questions that we ask and um everyone participates when we have the questions which at first surprised me because you know when i led a small group sometimes no one would yeah, right? ask. <laughs> and so just having you know 14 15 6 year old kids be so hungry to grow together in that way is so inspiring honestly it was yeah, so cool um and so yeah on wednesday nights we Right now we're focusing on, you know, those kids that come, you know, once every few weeks that um, I've tried reaching out to some of them, but their phone numbers change so often. Sometimes it's so difficult. So when they come in, you get so excited and you're like, yes, like this is the night I'm going to try and have a conversation with you. I hope that you want to have a conversation with me and just get to know you more. Um, But I I just love that it's a relational ministry. Yeah, I think that's such a smart and effective way of doing things, especially with that, uh, with those age groups. You know, we've talked about it plenty of times on on the podcast and just, you know, in in our personal lives. It's very different uh, when you're speaking the gospel or talking about Jesus with somebody that you have a relationship with as opposed to just... uh, you know, Bible beating somebody, you know, they're, yeah, they're exactly. so much more likely to, and, and you can speak to people in different ways depending on your relationship with them. Right, yeah, like, it's the authority of the relationship right. that really like, carries the Like I can the talk weight. to you yeah. in a different way than I can talk to somebody I met two days ago, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. so, so forming those relationships, I think people often get the misconception that 
maybe programs with Christian programs with kids or youth groups or things like that. I think there's often a misconception that it's just to have fun, and some probably do fall into that trap. And like, you know, let's go have a party, let's yeah, go bowling. More, more than some, which right. is why you end up with a lack of depth. <laughs> right, a lot of it, so. but doing it in such a way where you are combining the two. Uh, to form relationships and then, you know, really dive into what's important. I think that's such such a, a, a strong way of doing things, especially yeah. with, with kids and teenagers. So. I mean, that's, that's really true. Programming is, is truly ancillary to ministry. If you're talking about youth ministry or adult ministry, whatever it is, programming is not unimportant because it's sort of the gateway. And, and Ground Zero kind of is an example of that. These kids come for these different things. Right. But that's just that's really just getting them in the door, uh, raising awareness. You know what what matters is building that trust in the relationship, because nobody you know somebody's gonna. We, we've been talking a lot about trust here uh, recently as we dealt with a lot of uh, different things, and when I trust someone, I might not have any regard for the Bible. I might not give the right. Lord a thought, but if I trust you, and when when I'm seeing the world just swirling around in stupidity all around me, <laughs> and, and I recognize that we are living in evil days, then when I trust a person, I'm much more willing not only just to listen to what they're saying, but when I don't know where to go for answers, I'm going to go to somebody I trust, right. and, and I'm going to listen to that. So, you know, Carly, as you're developing these relationships with kids that, that you, you know, four months ago you didn't know at all, that are from a completely different background that you're from, that, than you're from, <clears throat> um, not, you know, not even, you know, you're not even from the same region of the country. They, you know, might hear that, you know, Michigan accent and say, well, this is a strange person. Oh, yeah. You know, but, you know, as you're dealing with that, fostering those relationships is a, is a more secure platform than any event or concert or games those are those are great and fun to connect but those are just to really get you to that point of connection so that you can do what you do by being you know you know heart to heart with those individuals so that that's huge yeah so yeah no the concerts are so fun <laughs> i have not experienced a concert at ground zero yet but we're planning some yeah um i'm jealous yeah, of the jordan feelers one <laughs> Yeah. Stacy's a big fan of Jordan Feliz, so that's kind oh, of... Oh, yes. <laughs> I want to go to that. down November 6th. <laughs> I'm not going to Myrtle Beach in November. That's my fall time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, um, but but I yeah, they're so oh, fun to plan, but the real... The like real you're going to Myrtle Beach anytime soon, right? So. True. Yeah, I'm not going to Myrtle Beach, period. Sorry. <laughs> Stacy does... She barely leaves the block, right. let alone the, the town, so... I only go to this church because it's on the same street. <laughs> her, her big excursion is going to Myers and Stevensville, Woo! so, you know, she gets up there. Every Thursday, baby. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, touching, kind of going along with that, and we'll, we'll let you go here in a minute, Carly, but um, I wanted to say, and, and I think Suzanne actually... Uh, Suzanne is, is, is one of our other missionaries in real life um, in Hungary, uh, but she's here now for the summer for a few, several months, actually. Um, she mentioned, you know, it's easy to think, uh, I, I mean, when, when most people think of a missionary, you think of somebody in a foreign country, um, you know, building churches in Africa or something. Yeah. You know, that's, I think, the stereotype of, of missionaries. So to, I think maybe some people might think, 
it's not as important in the U.S. or yeah. or an easier job or something like that. I'm, oh, Myrtle Beach—that's vacation right, town, right? Right. right. So. Yeah. So so it's it's kind of eye-opening and uh, also gut-wrenching to hear about you know you know some, one one charity I really I really like to take part in is Feeding America because it makes me sick that there are children in this country who are starving in this country. Yeah. And so you know. There's so much going on that the average person doesn't know about or think about or realize in our own backyard. Um, so I, I definitely want to, you know, plug Ground Zero as much as possible on this on this platform that we have. Um, so if, if you want to talk about you know, the needs that, that you have, that the organization has, um, and really the, what you're seeing down there and, and what kind of a difference it's making, that, that would be great. Yeah. Um, so most of our students, um, are from the downtown area. Um, but a lot of them, I wouldn't say all of them, but a lot of them deal with, um, drug and alcohol abuse at, you know, the age of 12 and 13. They have parents who are dealing with addictions. Um, some of them are homeless or have families who are moving from hotel room to hotel room every few days. Um, there's gang violence that happens, um, some of them have ended up in jail and do community service at ground zero. Mm -hmm. Um, but we just have a lot of it. The need down there is great. Um, and a lot, I mean, coming from small town, three Oaks, I wouldn't say those things don't, well, gang violence, there's no gang violence in three Oaks. Like what? Um, but there's just a lot of things that these kids deal with that, you know, such a young age that I probably had never even thought of at that point in my life. Right. Um, and so, uh, well, here, I'll tell I'll tell a cool story um, because Ground Zero is down there, and you know, you say Ground Zero to a lot of people down. Some of the people at my church will be like, "Yeah, I work at Ground Zero," and they go, "Oh my gosh, like that is such a cool organization." So, like people, a lot of people outside know about it. Nice. Um, but I wouldn't say all the kids know about it. So we do like we do different. Um, I can't think of the name. Like, we go to schools and do, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of what they're called. Like, we do different things at the schools. Welcome um, to my world. <laughs> You're on the right <laughs> podcast. What in the world? Words um, are hard. Um, but we bring different um, people to schools just to, like, we have Keith Davis coming down in November, who's a former NFL player, um, who's going to be talking about his testimony. But we have him... Um, booked at a few of the high schools down there and middle schools to just kind of give like a teaser um so that kids are like oh like this is happening at ground zero tonight let's go and hang out there like an outreach Um, type of thing what was that like an outreach type of thing yeah 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 exactly um so our goal is just you know get these kids in the building let's have these conversations with them let's get to know them um but one of the cool stories that i've loved sharing because i think it's it just kind of puts into perspective how how you know um i wouldn't say important but just how awesome of a ministry this is um i mean it is an important ministry though uh we have so we have three students who um came pretty consistently one of them is a student leader um but they were living downtown and they were taken out of their home um because of some abuse from a parent um and they were put in different homes across the state of South Carolina. So we're talking, I think the furthest one was two and a half hours away. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the closest one was about an hour. And so we would drive the hour to the closest one to pick her up for our Wednesday night events. Um, and then we drop her off afterwards. Um, but we were just like, wow, like we want to get these kids back here. They miss Myrtle beach. They were taken out of their school. They've lived there their whole here, their whole life. Um, we just want to get them back here. Um, and two of our volunteers, they're married. Um, they stepped up and said, we had been thinking about fostering some kids for a while. We want to take these kids in if we can. Wow. Um, and within two weeks, they were expedited through the foster care system and got custody of all three kids. Wow. Um, which is just so awesome how God used the ministry to do exactly that. Um, because... And it was just so cool. Um, and then an uh, even more fun part of this story. So the, the foster parents live in the subdivision right next to my apartment. Uh, one of them is a bus driver and one of them is a nurse. And they both work very early mornings. Mm-hmm. And they had no one to take the kids to school in the morning. Um, and so I was like, heck, I live right there. I'll be the bus driver for him in the morning. So every morning in May and June, I would wake up and get in my car and take the kids to school, uh, which is, it was kind of really fun. Because then again, I can continue to build those relationships. Right, I see right. them every morning. Um, I get to talk to them. Sometimes I was half asleep, but <laughs> I'm still there, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to make sure right. I have my coffee. Right. Um, but it was just again, so you're on the right podcast. So. made that connection to make that happen. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So as you're describing this, you know, and it's been kind of on my mind. We've talked about this before, you know, and obviously I know your family. Uh, Carly's mom and I met in sixth grade uh, in a school function, and and her grandma and I go back farther than that because she was an aide at our elementary Mm -hmm. school. And so uh, Carly's mom, Chris, was one of my best friends from sixth grade all through high school and uh, played football with her dad. He was a little younger than us, knew him forever. Uh, and <laughs> I kind of joked about this Sunday morning, and, and uh, you know, you, you, you and I talked about this. It, it's got to be tough in some ways uh, on a parent or, or even just to make that mental transition yourself from a career-focused a college path to realizing, wait a minute, I could go and make money with this, but I, what I really want to do is make a difference. Uh, there's something bigger. And uh, on Sunday, as we were um, talking about wise living in evil days, uh, the core reality that, that we were looking at in the sermon was that the wise do not live for temporary things, but for God's eternal purpose. And so uh, I want to commend you on, on choosing a wise path, a harder path, you know, rather than having a job that, that, you know, gives you a lot of money. You're in a job where you got to come up with money to be able to do the job. That's a tough path. It's, and you know, Suzanne, uh, Stacy mentioned earlier, uh, was a missionary to Hungary and, and support based. And uh, speaking of all relationships, all that that we deal with here, everything is relational. And Suzanne's uh, my sister-in-law. Anyway, while you were talking on Sunday, she immediately got onto social media to try to promote you and to let church folks know who may be watching online or whatever else that uh, that they really need to be looking for ways to support because it is tough and as Stacy mentioned it's even tougher to get support for a domestic ministry like this so um, thank you for choosing a wise path <laughs> so that you're setting aside the temporary things 
to be able to live for God's eternal purpose. Uh, thank you to Ground Zero for doing that very thing, uh, deciding that you know of all the things that we could do with our time and, and assets, uh, we are choosing to, to make a difference in someone's lives, specifically for the gospel. And, uh, and you and I talked about this when, when we first talked about support. Uh, the idea that it's not just, you know, people see the, the, the big splashy things, the events and, and so on, or even, you know, see the, um, the temporal stories of, of kids that are in some sort of a crisis situation, some sort of a difficulty, and we want to get them out of that. We want to try and, and make, uh, how would people say, make, make their life better today. But the reality is, and it seems like you guys are pretty clear about this, there's no way you're going to be able to fix the families and the the you know the environment and the economy that they're dealing with. You're not going to be able to do those things for every individual. But what you can do is bring the gospel. And in the process, again, the gateway of programming is one one way into relationships, but also a way to build trust is to actually invest in in life here in the temporary things of this life that will pass when we pass from the planet, but at the same time taking those temporary things and redeeming them, making the most of those opportunities to bring kids, to bring students and families into uh, an eternal perspective to be able to deal with the things that will last beyond the grave. Uh, that, that's huge. That's a huge thing. And that's, you know, you guys are really kind of living out um, Ephesians 5 verses 15 and 16 which you know that was our focus verse and our memory verse that you know that as Christ followers when we've been changed we need to be very careful then how we live not as unwise but as wise and the NIV says making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil and in these evil days not not you know a lot of times we'll think of the headline morality stuff but more than that just in the godlessness and the, uh, the distortion of truth that is prevalent in our world, the days are evil, period. And, and the injustices and the, the, the poverty and, and, and bigotry that goes on, these days are, are filled with evil. But you guys are making the most of every opportunity as you do that. And so uh, on behalf of the church, we want to thank you for that. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, Carly, I do want to give you a chance then to... Um, you know, with our, especially with our UK audience, <laughs> no. um, how can people support you or support Ground Zero uh, going forward? Um, so I have a personal fundraising page. Um, like we've kind of mentioned, I'm a support-based missionary. So um, my paycheck comes from people willing to donate their money to um, help what we're doing down in Myrtle Beach. Um and the, do you want me to give you the link for that? Like verbally? Well, well, you know what you can do? You can text okay. me afterward and I'll put it in the description for the podcast. So okay, people can cool. just click yeah. it. Um, so there's that. Ground Zero also is a completely support-based um, nonprofit. Um, and they have their own link, which I can send you yeah, to. Yeah, please do. Um, but any money that goes to that will go directly to the ministry. Any money that goes through the Reliant link will go directly to me. Okay. Um, and then... Um, follow us on social media. Um, Ground Zero has a Facebook and an Instagram, and I think a Twitter page also. Um, but we post a lot of updates on there. We're going to start doing like a video series. Nice. Um, 
on YouTube, I think. So find us on there too. But um, those will all be under Ground Zero and B. Okay. M as in Mark. Okay. And then B as in Beach. Or M B as in Myrtle Beach. M B as in Myrtle. That makes more sense. Yeah. All right, yes. cool. Well, yeah, I'll uh, I'll put all those links in the uh, podcast description and wherever we share them, so we so uh, people who are interested in, in learning more or supporting you can can take a look at that. Uh, did you have any closing thoughts, Rich? I, I think we've covered most of what needs to get covered. I've got always got more. I, can I know you say, do. It's so, a stupid question for me to ask know. every week, but um, so yeah, Carly, thank you for joining us today. Uh, taking time, yeah. you're gonna, you're heading back to Myrtle Beach tomorrow, right? Yep. Yeah, right. I'm flying out tomorrow. Well, thank you. Um, so, yeah, I'll put all of that information uh, in the description. As always, if anybody has any questions or comments regarding the podcast, you can feel free to email us at somethingreal at reallifeonline.org. Leave a comment on our uh, Facebook or YouTube or Twitter. Uh, or you can leave us a voicemail either using the Anchor app, if that's how you get your podcasts, or leave us a voicemail here at the church at 269-756-RLCC. Are we still on Insta? We're, uh, the podcast was never on Instagram. Okay. But our church, church, our church is, so that's if you're right. interested in our church, <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram, too. There you go. So that's all I have. But Carly, thank you again for if joining us. If you want us. food pictures, you can follow Stacy. Yeah. Don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everybody. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks, Carly. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. This is great. <laughs>